0: come to the presence of the living God the Lord will have come to me to remove us in Jesus name let's open our Bible to Psalm 136 I'm going to read verses 10 to 12 Psalm 136 verses 10 to 12 Psalm 136 verses 10 to 12 to him that smote Egypt in their firstborn for his mercy endured forever verse 11. And brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endured forever. With a strong hand and with his stretched out arm, for his mercy endured forever. Amen. Amen. Last week we started looking at a topic we called the Adventures of Mercy. The Adventures of Mercy. And we started by saying his mercy endures. We went on to say that by his mercy, he performs wonders. Hallelujah. And then we talked about the fact that he creates by his mercy. Mm-hmm. Because he's a merciful God, he's a God, God of creation, he's a God that creates. Today, we'll continue looking at that topic, the adventures of mercy, by looking at what I call his mercy delivers. Amen. His mercy does what? Delivers. His mercy delivers. In the passage we read, there are four areas of deliverance that are highlighted. Number one, we are told that he smoked Egypt in their firstborn. (laughs) He didn't just smite Egypt. It was a peculiar smiting. Every oppressor in your life will receive a peculiar smiting today in Jesus' name. It was a smiting that Egypt could not resist. At least for the purpose of God. The Lord said, it is time. Egypt was saying, it's not yet time. And God is saying, how can I be talking and you're arguing with me? He began to move in a peculiar way. Whatever is contending with the plan of God for your life, today, God will smite them where it matters most in Jesus' name. Amen. God could have smitten anything. But he knew what he would do. That he would get the obedience and attention of, of, of the Egyptians. And he did. Then we are told he brought out Israel from among them. From among them, Israel was not living in isolation. Israel was in Egypt. No wonder the Bible says we are in the world, but what? We are not of the world because ultimately, tell somebody ultimately. Ultimately, we are called out from the world. We are called out from Egypt. We are called out. We are brought out from among them. No one at the Bible says, separate ye, separate ye. Or is it the party, the party? Touch no unclean thing. Ye that make mention of the name of the Lord. Number three, we are told that he delivered with a strong hand. He delivered with what? With a strong hand. With a strong. Not only that, number four, he delivered with a stretched out arm. Amen. So, there's a strong hand. There's a stretched out arm. In other words, whatever it will take for God to set you free, He will do it. Amen. And I speak to somebody listening to this passage today: Receive your deliverance in Jesus' name. Amen. So there are seven things I have highlighted. I hope we are going to have time enough to go through the seven things and pray. Seven things I have highlighted from which deliverance can be obtained by the mercy of God. The first is deliverance from every Egyptian bondage. Deliverance from what? Every Egyptian bondage. Every Egyptian bondage. What is an Egyptian bondage? Whatever makes you to value your work more than your relationship with God is what? It's an Egyptian bondage. Whatever makes you to value the $10 an hour, the $20 an hour, the $100 an hour, whatever it is. Maybe even a million dollars an hour. Whatever makes you to value pecuniary things over spiritual things. is what? It's an Egyptian body. They were working. But there was nothing to show for it. Why? Because they were not working for themselves. Who were the children of Israel working for? They were working for the Egyptians. They were working for their taskmasters. They were working for the forces that would make them to walk like an elephant and eat like what? Like an ant. Deliverance. When the Lord came through, the children of Israel were set free. God is coming through for someone here today. Amen. God is coming through for someone online today. Amen. God is coming through for someone who is listening to this message today, and you'll be set free in Jesus' name. Amen. In Exodus chapter 12, verses 12 to 13, he said, I will pass through the land of Egypt. Exodus 12, 12 to 13. I will pass through the land of Egypt this night. I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. Both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. So, God was not just dealing with human beings. He was dealing with spiritual beings. Look at what he said there. Against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. He said, I am the Lord. Do you know, brethren, many other times, we think we are dealing with physical uh, situations. We think we are dealing with uh, all things that the eyes can see. But God knew better. Testimony. God, God knows better. And where you are contending with the gods of the land, God will execute judgment on those gods in the name of Jesus. Amen. And then he said, the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. When I smite the land of Egypt, the blood of goats and rams never, no, does not avail again. But there is a supreme blood that has been shed for your deliverance. And what blood is that? The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The death of Jesus on the cross. And the blood that was shed upon the cross of Calvary was an act of mercy. To everyone that will come in and take refuge underneath this blood. That's why Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22. Hebrews 9 22. It says, and almost all things are by law poached with blood, and without shedding of blood, is no remission. Thank God for the blood that was shed. Is a blood that is of eternal value, not a blood whose effect will dry up in a day or in, a, or in seven days or in a year. And that's why Jesus gave us a legacy of holiness. Tell us about the legacy of holiness. Somebody is saying as if you are not as if you are not sure. Legacy of holiness. He gave us a legacy of holiness. In first Peter chapter 1, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 to 19. 1 Peter 1, 18 to 19. He says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, verse 19, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Then we go back to verse 14, where he was telling us why was he emphasizing how we are redeemed? Because there is a a necessity, a need, for us to live a life of holiness. He says, as obedient children, Not fashioning yourselves according to the former laws in your ignorance. Verse 15. But as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. He gave us a legacy of holiness. Once he decided to shed his blood once and for all. For your deliverance. For my deliverance. That we might come out of the bondage of Egypt. That we might no longer have the course of our lives directed by Egypt. Receive your deliverance today in Jesus' name. Number two, deliverance from spiritual captivity. Deliverance from what? Spiritual captivity. And we see this demonstrated. When Jesus met with that madman of Gadarene, when the Lord set him free, in Mark chapter five, from verse one to verse nine, we are not going to read. But Mark five, one to nine, the Bible tells us this man he lived in the tomb. He could no longer live with man because of the nature of his spiritual deprivation. He was being dealt with, but it was under the control of the wrong agent. I mean, wrong agents. the Bible says the day he saw Jesus, he ran and he worshipped him. If you will come before him today, and you will worship him, he will set you free in Jesus' name. This man was operating under a bondage that was too much for him. He was operating in in a fashion that he could no longer live with men. Nobody could handle him. But something clicked the moment he saw Jesus. There is a power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the blood of Jesus. And that Jesus is here for us today. He will avail for you in Jesus' name. This man ran to Jesus. He cried unto him. Say, I know you who you are. Why are you here? But God wanted to set that man free. And I know today God wants to set someone free. Receive your freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, receive your freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible makes us to understand that Jesus gave them freedom. He gave them leave. The, 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 the legions that were in this man. They ran into the swine, the head of swine, and from there, they ran violently into the sea. In Mark chapter 5, verse 13. The swine were choked. And that's we one thing, brethren. The human spirit has a great capacity. Tell somebody you can do it. I can do it. No, tell the person you can, you can do it. Not I can do it. Tell somebody you can do it. Can do it. Look at the scenario we have been, been given here. The, the spirits in this man, they said they are legion, they are many. But they were living in one man. But they didn't kill the man. They just made him un- uncontrollable by any other person, except by a higher authority in the name of Jesus. But look at it. The Bible says there was a head of swine nearby. When the spirits were given leave to get out of that man in the name of Jesus, they went into the swine. What happened to the swine? They ran down into a, I mean, down a steep place into the sea. And the Bible says they were about, How many? Two thousand. The spirits that came out of one man, entered into how many how many peaks? Two thousand is there in Mark chapter five verse thirteen. There were about two thousand, and they were choked in the sea. That tells you something, brethren. Stop limiting yourself. Can you tell somebody stop limiting yourself? We have unlimited capacity, brethren. You can do it. I can do it. We can do it as a church. Amen. And we are going places. Someone does not believe that. I, I said we are going places. Amen. Remember what the Lord spoke unto us at the beginning of this year. He said it's our year to do what? To fly. Yes, and brethren, we are already flying. Amen. But we are just starting. Amen. We are going to fly high in Jesus' name. Amen. But one thing you can use to limit yourself is to look at your surroundings. Is to allow the enemy to deceive you. Is to allow the devil to cheat you. I say you can't do it. If only you can, you can. You see what is happening here? All these spirits came out of one man, but two thousand uh, pigs or swine could not contain them they all ran into the sea and they died. You will achieve optimum capacity in Jesus' name. You will not just be telling stories. That which the Lord has put in you, you will fulfill in Jesus' name. Number three, deliverance from the spirit of infirmity. This is of what? Infirmity. When you go to Luke chapter 13, from verse 10 to verse 16, Luke 13 verses 10 to 16, You see the story of that woman that the Bible says she was bound by the spirit of infirmity. And the encounter between Jesus and the leaders of the synagogue tells us the level of depravity in man when they are consumed by their rules and they ignore the lives of people that are concerned. In this instance, Jesus Christ rightly noted, that this one was bound by the spirit of infirmity and he was there to set her free and he did set her free and if there be anyone operating under the bondage of that spirit receive your freedom today in Jesus name amen the bible says she was she had the spirit of infirmity 18 years she was bowed she could not lift up herself she was bowed physically but not just physically she was bowed how Spiritually. She couldn't stand where the Lord had prepared for her, where the Lord desired for her to stand. She could not stand. And when Jesus saw her, he didn't ask her any question. He didn't have any discussion. on The Bible says in verse 12, when Jesus saw her, Luke 13, verse 12, when he saw her, he called her to him, said, woman, thou art loose from your infirmity. I have a message for someone listening to me at this Hallelujah. moment. You are loose from your infirmity. Amen. Whatever has held you bowed, whatever has held your destiny captive, whatever has held the plan of God for your life captive, I say you are loose today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever he said, you will not fly this year. You Amen. are loose from it right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible says, "He laid his hands on her." The hands of the living God have been laid upon you right now. Receive divine touch in the name of Jesus. Amen. Immediately, she was made straight and she glorified God. You will glorify God. Amen. I said you will glorify God. Amen. Your life will glorify God. Amen. Your predicament will glorify God. Amen. Your situation will glorify God. Amen. Remember that man in, in the book of John chapter 9? The Bible says the man was born blind. The disciples looked at him and said, Jesus, this people may not know what you know. Who? Who? Who did sin? That this man was born blind. Jesus Christ said, nobody sinned. This man was born blind that the name of the Lord may be what? May be glorified in his life. Your situation will glorify the name of the Lord. Your testimony will give glory to the name of the Lord. One day, you will stand and say, look at me. I'm what? I'm a testimony. testimony. One day, you will say, "Ah, you know my story. You know what I've been through. You know my experience. But now look at me. I am what? I'm a testimony. You're going to be set free from whatever holds you down today in Jesus' name. Amen. Number four. Deliverance from familiar spirits. Deliverance from what? Familiar spirits. Familiar spirits are not liars, brethren. Familiar spirits don't tell lies. They tell you the truth, but the truth they are telling you is not with the right spirit. It's not a message from God that I've given unto you. If anything, they will give you a message that will destroy your future. If anything, they will give you a true message about your life, but what they tell you will come to pass. Will do what? It will not come to pass because as they see it, they do what? They hinder it. As they see it, they begin to walk against it. You will not fail in Jesus' name. Amen. Familiar spirits will give you revelations. You will have dreams. And those dreams will come to pass. But it is not of God. Every familiar spirit operating in your situation, I command it to cease today in the name of Jesus. Every familiar spirit ministering to you, I silence today in the name of Jesus. We know this story very well. Acts chapter 16, from verse 16 to verse 18. That lady was following Paul and Silas, saying, These men are the men of God. They show us the way of salvation. Was she lying? She was telling the truth, but she was not operating by the right spirit. And when the Lord revealed, the basis of our prayer to Paul. The Bible says Paul was grieved. He turned and spoke to that spirit. And said I command you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of her. And the spirit came out in the same hour. Every familiar spirit. Operating in anyone. Present here listening to me online. I command you come out in the name of Jesus. Amen. I say every familiar spirit. Operating in the life of any daughter or son of Zion. I command you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Out in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number five. Deliverance from the prisons of life. To do His will. Deliverance from the prison of life. For what? To do. That is very important, brethren. The reason many of us are still laboring. Laboring on in what I call the prison of life. is because we are not prepared. We are not ready to do His will. Excuse me. The reason many of us are poor, the reason many of us are what? Poor. The reason many of us are striving with poverty is because God wants to bless us, but we are not ready to bless His work. God wants to bless you, but you have made up your mind that no matter how God lifts you up, Nothing more than $20 will come out of your purse on any given time for God. I'm going to say, well, this one is not ready to use the resources I want to release on him or her for the work of the kingdom. And you continue to make it possible for you to give your $20. And those that are ready are prepared to ensure that his house does not lack. Those that will not be arguing with the pastor and say, how can you tell us to pay tight? Those are ready to say, Lord, not just tight, but what? But more than tight. God will say, yes, this is someone with whom I can do business. And it begins to bless you. In a way that, I mean, you yourself know that this is not me. This is not me. This is God. People will look at you and say, teach us how. But you know, there's nothing to teach. Because it is simply God. The way he does it today is not necessarily the way he will do it tomorrow. That is God. God will bless you in Jesus' name. Deliverance from the prison of life. To do his will. When he knows you will not do his will, he does not go ahead. Because his blessings are retained for his people. I was listening to a man of God. I believe it was this morning. And he said one thing. He said, the world, the world does not know Jesus, but the world operates by the principle of Jesus. The world do. But the church that knows Jesus, what are we doing? We are not operating by the principle of Jesus. That's why you see a stark unbeliever. As he's making money, he's distributing it. He is given to charity. He, is given. he didn't start when he became a billionaire. He didn't start when he became a millionaire. Because there's a universal principle that says what? Give. And what? It shall be given unto you. But the child of God that says he knows Jesus is the one that goes against the principles that Jesus has laid down. He's the one that will use the Bible to prove now, what the Lord has said is not what the Lord has said. And so the benefits do not accrue. I know God is speaking to someone today. When God delivers you from the prison of life, it is that you may do His will. When we go to Acts chapter 5, from verse 17 to verse 21, the, 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 the angel that came and set Paul and Silas, I mean, John and Peter, free from the prison. He told them, go to the uh, temple, teach the word of life. And that's exactly what they did. Because God knew they would obey him, he set them free. When we go to verse 25, Acts 5 25, the Bible says, as the elders were confused, the prison was locked, the sentries were there, but there was nobody in the prison. As they were confused, somebody came and said, the men you put in prison, they are in the temple. They are teaching the people. That's very important. They are teaching the people. There are men and women in this church that if they were to stand and teach the word of God, you say, wow, this is revelation. We never heard this before. But What are they doing? They are hiding. They are hiding. They have good excuses not to do that which they know will lift up the name of the Lord. And so God is watching them. God is looking at them. I pray for you. Your assignment will not be given to someone else. Because, brethren, God is at a point where he's moving on. He's doing what? He's moving on. He's at a point where he's saying, if you will not do it, I will get someone else to do it. You will not be replaced in Jesus' name. Deliverance from prison to do his will. Number six. Deliverance from the desires of your enemies. Very important. Deliverance from what? The desires of of your enemies. In that same Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12 from verse 1 to verse 4. The Bible says, Herod stretched out his hand and he killed James. The brother of John. And when he killed James, the enemies of James were happy. Your enemies will not rejoice over you. I said your enemies will not rejoice over you. No wonder. Was it Micah that said, Rejoice not over me, O my my enemies. enemies. When I fall, I shall do what? I I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, what happens? The Lord will be a light unto me. The light of God will lead you in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray for someone listening to me one more time, the enemy will not rejoice over you. Amen. They killed James. And Herod saw that his enemies were happy. So he went ahead and he arrested Peter. And put him in prison. But the Bible says, in verse 5 of that Acts chapter 12, Peter was kept in prison. But prayer was made without season of the church unto God for him. I have a word for someone. This period of 63 days of of, of fasting, the prayers you are making, God is answering them. I say God is answering them. And you will see the hand of God at work in Jesus' name. Prayer was made. How? Without ceasing. Continuously. Continuously. And I want to urge someone who is listening to me today, we have a prayer chain in this church. 6 to 7 p.m. every day. By God's special grace, the chain is not broken. God needs God can use you. Tell me God can use you. God can use you to fulfill a part in that prayer chain. To ensure that the prayer is made without season. Every day from 6 to 7 p.m. Because the Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Does what? Avail much. James chapter 5 verse 16. God's timing in the deliverance of Peter was excellent. Tell somebody about excellent. 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 The night before he was to be executed, God intervened. And I have a word for someone who is listening to me. God will intervene in your situation. Amen. It's never too late without God. He will intervene and you will have victory in the name of Jesus. In Acts chapter 12 from verse 6 to verse 7. Just when Herod will bring him out, the angel of the Lord came, touched him. The light of the Lord shone upon Peter. Peter rose up. He said, Arise. He followed him and the chains fell off from his hands. Every chain that is holding you down. We'll follow today in Jesus' name. Amen. The same thing God did for brother Mordecai. You remember that story? In the book of Esther. Mordecai, the day that he was going to be hanged on the gallows In fact, Haman was on his way. But the Lord made sure the king could not sleep. Amen. That's why as a child of God, you, did, you, you should not fear. Testimony, fear not. As in when he said, fear not. Yeah. No matter how delayed it seems, God is never too late. He's always on time. He's always on time. If the brothers of Joseph had listened to his cry and said, okay, go back to your father, they would have delayed his, his, his testimony. He needed to relocate from Canaan to where? To Egypt on free transport. Free transport without paying for it. He didn't know. He needed to get to the location that his destiny will will flourish. And I have a word for someone who is listening to me. You are at that spot now where your your destiny will flourish. I say your destiny will flourish. I say your destiny will flourish. The day Mordecai was going to be hanged was the day God took away the the, 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 the sleep of the king. The man that was going to say hang Mordecai was the one that God said, go and honor Mordecai. I want to pray for someone today. God will honor you. I said God will honor you. And so in Acts chapter 12, from verse 8 to verse 11, you see how God delivered Peter. From the expectation of his enemies, the Jews. Finally, I said I have seven points. We may not be able to pray on this uh, today. Maybe we'll start with the prayers next week. He was delivered from the envy. I mean, deliverance from the envy of your enemies. That's number seven. Deliverance from what? Envy of my enemies. I want you to personalize it. Deliverance from the envy of my enemies. If you are making progress, brethren, you will be envied. If you are making progress, there's envy around the corner. And you know one thing the Bible tells me? I was reading my Bible two days ago, and I saw this verse, and it's as if I've never seen it before. Proverbs 27, verse 4. Proverbs 27, verse 4. Proverbs 27, verse 4. Are we there? Proverbs 27, verse 4. It says, wrath is cruel. Anger is outrageous. But who is able to stand before what? In other words, both wrath and anger, they are nothing beside what? That is why, brethren, the brothers of Joseph, they understood the dream that they had. They knew this man was going to save them. But they were ready to kill him. Because of what? Envy. If not that God intervened. If not that God intervened. They were ready to kill him. Wrath, Anger. There are nothing beside envy. In Acts chapter 16 from verse 19 to verse 23. Acts 16, 19 to 23. Acts 16, 19 to 23. We see the case of Paul and Silas. They cast out that familiar spirit from that lady and they were cast into prison. Why? It was envy. No matter how they put it, everyone is following them. Are they the only ones? Is their God the only God? Okay, we have something they don't have. We'll arrest them and put them in prison. People will envy you. The only basis on which you will not be envied is if you are not making progress. And I know everyone I'm looking at, in house and online, you are making progress in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, You make progress in Jesus' name. Amen. But there's deliverance from the envy of your enemies. There's deliverance. Paul and Silas, the Bible says in Acts 16, from verse 25 to verse 26, at midnight they prayed. They sang praises unto God. The prisoners heard them. And suddenly. Tell somebody suddenly there was a great earthquake. The foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, everyone's bounds were loose. Paul and Silas were delivered from the envy of their enemies. The same can be said of Brother Daniel. You know his story? Daniel chapter 6. Why did Daniel go to the lions? I mean, lions' den. Why? They were envious of him. Is he the only one? Why does the king love him so much? They arranged to put him to death. But God was on his, uh, 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 God was on his case. And I know that someone who is listening to me, on whose case God is. Amen. We are going to rise on our feet. Let's rise on our feet.